0: We're like a rocket ship, take a look at the numbers. We're like a third world country. We're like a rocket ship. We're like a third world country. Take a look at the numbers. 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 You're listening to the Thinking Hardly podcast. Hello.
1: Good morning. Good morning. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: <laughs> good. We just talked a couple of days ago.
2: That's true. That
1: was really nice.
2: <laughs> it was very nice. Yeah. It's better than Thanksgiving like a lot of people probably had where you're just not doing anything.
1: Yeah. That's that's the right attitude to have. For sure that's the right attitude to have. That was it was good. I mean, we were we were spread out on over nine time time zones, so
2: Um, yeah no qualifiers it was good it was it was really nice to talk to everyone and see i mean it's been way too long since i've seen like most of the people in that call
1: (laughs) yeah it was good i'm surprised that my dad joined he usually has problems with the technology
2: yeah he did good
1: yeah he did okay it was it was amazing that the quality was as good as it was i mean we had a few echoes every once in a while but i don't know it was good it wasn't so bad
2: yeah, and it seemed like it was just because Popper's had to have the volume up a little bit, which, I mean, that's fine. Oh, is that what it was? I, I think so. I saw his thing um, lighting up when we were hearing the echoes, so I, I think uh, that's what that was. That's brilliant. That's exactly what it was.
1: Yeah, we need to get him some headphones or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was a little. It was a little um, disorienting for for a bit.
2: <laughs> yeah, I heard you guys pausing whenever you'd hear it.
1: <laughs> did your? How did your? Um, did you end up he- reheating any of the leftovers on yes. Thanksgiving
2: Day? Um, we still have a little bit left.
1: Oh, good, good.
2: I can't. Good. I can't put away that pulled pork that much. I mean, they the even with the sandwich, they give us like. I mean, it's like a, it's like a half pound or something.
1: <laughs> Sounds perfect
2: it's, to it's me. It's a ridiculous amount. Yeah. Well, it's good for, I mean, for leftovers, because you can just reheat yeah. pulled pork and it's pretty good.
1: No. No. Well, good for them. I'm glad you guys, I'm glad you guys were able to to reheat it. I'm sorry that it wasn't available fresh on, on Thanksgiving, but oh, probably yeah. better for the people who work there.
2: Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. All right. How's Danica?
2: She's good. Um, Still good, yeah. She's uh, I think she's actually working at Target this weekend, which is a little made me a little nervous. So I gave her one of my KN 95s. Yeah,
1: oh, that's the that a boy that's a good idea. <laughs> i only
2: give them face coverings there, like just the standard oh, little masks. So yeah, I was that's like, a- eh, Franklin County doesn't look so hot right now. Let me just give you one of these.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully she's okay. Do you have a good Thanksgiving too?
2: Yeah, yeah, she um. She got to do some family stuff on Thanksgiving.
1: Good. Well, good. Hopefully, everybody stays safe. We'll see. We'll know in a couple of weeks, I guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's get to the news. So it's been, by my take, a relatively, <laughs> a relatively quiet week. Um, there were a couple of press conferences making, you know, wild claims about election fraud. In one, including one in which Rudy Giuliani appears to be melting. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah. There were a bunch of court cases uh, uh, regarding election fraud that were dismissed. Some of them, you know, with with basically a legal spanking, um, like you need to bring some evidence if you're going to make these claims. Uh, I think it was the Pennsylvania Republicans that held what they called a hearing at a hotel I don't even know if there were any Democrats there. I think Trump joined by speakerphone. Trump was literally taking questions on Thanksgiving from reporters while he was sitting at what appeared to be a teeny tiny desk. I don't know if you saw that
2: either. I saw the desk. I did not know the context of the small desk.
1: Yeah, I think that's the. <laughs> I think that's the same one. I've got some audio from that from what I think is that same uh, that same uh, press conference or whatever it was. Um, And then, uh, just the news this morning was that a top Iranian atomic scientist had been murdered by what appeared to be, um, Israeli intelligence forces.
2: I also heard about
1: that. Yeah. Presumably with the implicit blessing of the United States. So anything to, you want to just dive in?
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, that, that last one is the interesting one. Let's
1: talk, let's talk about that.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it seems like this is pretty – we've seen – it's hard for me to contextualize this because I I only have like 10 or 15 years of direct knowledge of sort of like how active Israeli, you know, intelligence and stuff was. Mm. Um, So I can't say if it was like a – you know, this is like an escalation or whatever – it certainly seems like an escalation there in terms of just how much stuff we're hearing about um, yeah
1: well, I mean this is a different sort of beast, right so it's it's one thing apparently I mean I guess it makes sense too um, it, It's not as though this is somebody who's a member of a paramilitary group or a you know and what would you call it a non state terrorist group right this is yeah. this is a scientist that's part of. Part of the military, I think. I think he had a military. I don't know if he's still actively in the military, but I think he was part of the, the, um, whatever it is, the, the, the guard.
2: Um, yeah, the IRGC.
1: Yeah. But this is like, this would be like somebody coming and killing an American citizen, basically, in the U.S.
2: Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. That's partly why it's like, I mean, Mossad, this is like what Mossad's really good at. Mm. Like, they it's kind of like the the nazi hunting thing that we kind of touched on um i don't know like a, f- a long time ago but hmm. i think that like they i know Mossad was extremely active in that and that is essentially that you're just tracking down people that are citizens of another country and then assassinating them um yeah yeah and you just have a you know i mean that's just a <laughs> hard to argue with the uh, justification on those ones but i think that teaches them or you know they have the the knowledge and the pedigree to do that stuff i think that's that's kind of sort of how they do things
1: apparently i mean i don't have i I have i've been around a lot longer than you have but i haven't been i really have not been paying attention to this kind of stuff the way you pay attention to it so i don't i don't you know most of what most of my opinion is the result of probably watching movies more than, you know, actually reading anything. But this sounded like, I mean, they ambushed this guy outside of Tehran and, you know, I think out sort of out in the countryside. Then apparently mm-hmm. it's hard to know exactly what happened with these things, I guess. I don't know how much of it is, you know, completely accurate, but apparently they, um, you know, ambushed the car and shot up everybody. And, and he, he, I guess he survived the initial attack and then that was, that was important and died, died in the hospital. And they don't say, they haven't said anything about whoever, you know, the actual people on the ground that did this.
2: Yeah, it's, so, I don't know. I really don't know. Um,
1: well, what do you, so, you know, there's some talk that this is, so um, Obama entered into this, you know, agreement with Iran and five other nations, I think, I think it was maybe, I don't know, six nations, maybe total, that entered entered into this agreement, this nuclear agreement with Iran. They were going to freeze their program in exchange for some relief from economic sanctions. I think that was in 2015. And then, and then Trump undid that, basically, said the U.S. isn't going to be part of that. There was all this talk about the money and, you know, pallets full of hundred dollar bills or whatever, which was Iranian money, uh, that had been frozen by the U S. Um, and then, then Iran, I think basically said, look, if the U S is out of this, we're not, we don't feel like we're held to any of this anymore. Uh, and so they apparently fired up their program again. Right. So is the, I mean, is this like a fallout of, of that?
2: Well, I think partially, I mean, I think everyone takes from that episode, um, kind of, I don't know. I think they take some, um, they take some lessons from it because it's like, you know, obviously you can't really trust us because our leadership just goes all over the place. (laughs) And you know, I mean, I think people probably correctly are looking at this and saying, okay, now there's no chance of, of a new agreement because, like, you know, who's going to believe the U.S. when when they try to make this agreement with us? So Iran knows that. Now they have to move forward, and what are you going to do? I mean, you're, you're, like, next in... You're so close to Israel, and, like, there's no... Way you're going to have a, a just a normal, like normalized relations. That's just not on the cards right now. So, and I mean, you know, and it's it's pretty much an accepted fact that Israel has nukes. So yeah. Just think I mean, about that from a geopolitical, not even a geopolitical, from a regional political standpoint. And tell me what you think makes sense.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: And, the and same I think for Israel, though, too, is I mean, they 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 probably see this and say, okay, well now there's no reason for them not to do it. And then, you know, they do what they do, which is aggressive intelligence operations.
1: And so, I mean, you know, there was all this, uh, all this stuff about how the Trump administration had brokered these, these peace deals between additional Middle Eastern countries and Israel. And then, you know, then you've got something like this happening. It, uh, you know, I I don't know. I mean, is this is Trump just like burning the thing down before he leaves? I mean, this doesn't no, seem. No, good no, no.
2: I don't think there's a, almost any sort of realignment of interests here um, at all. Like this is the GCC and Israel. I would say are probably closer to each other before Trump comes into office. Then, I mean, it's not like they were like, ready to go, you know, beyond, like, in Iran's circle of influence. The the GCC and OPEC, like, that's pretty, to me, it seems like their interests are fairly Western. Mm -hmm. So it serves their interests to ally with Israel, like, our, you know, chosen representative in the Middle East, And, you know, Saudi Arabia, which is the main power player in the GCC, and um, sort of their financing of us.
1: I don't know. It's a huge mess. I mean, it's a huge mess. I don't know how you look at it and not think it's a big mess.
2: It's, yeah, it's, it's just that is like the border territory of the world. And it's also where a ton of interests sort of collide. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're coming up on, you know, like peak oil or whatever. Um, and that means that they're just going to have more and more sort of attention on them until, uh, we sort of find a, a, an alternative, or, or have some other system set up, so that it's not like a world-ending issue that we're running out of oil.
1: Well, I don't even know if that's true. I mean,
2: the weird thing—we're running out of oil right now, but
1: yeah, the fracking stuff like turned everything upside down. The question, I guess, is whether fracking is going to, you know, be sustainable or not. People are going to, you know, allow it to happen or whatever. But either way, I mean, there's sort of two issues. One is you—you—you you, you go from being you know, oil dependent to being oil, it's like totally independent. That's the U.S. i S I'm saying, you know, like we would be, we could be mass exporters of oil at a certain price. And it all swings around really quickly, which makes it difficult for everybody to, you know, get a footing. Right. So it's, it's not just that it's not just that all of a sudden the middle East isn't the main source of oil or might not be the main source of oil. It's that it, it's that it, happens quick. the change happens quickly and then the, the, that valve gets turned on and off quickly depending on the price. It's all, I mean, it could be very unstable and erratic, I guess.
2: Yeah. Well, I think the thing with fracking is a really good thing to bring up because I think it sort of, I don't know, I think that's a, a big factor here, but it's it seems like we kind of jumped into that at a point where we can't really control how much they're trying to produce. And the only way that it's controlled is by the fact that I think we kind of got into fracking a little too early or I don't know, not for our national interests, but for if you were just to look at it, like, okay, well when would this be like the most useful for like generating value or whatever? What that did was drive the price down of oil where what we really want is like an auxiliary oil like production method so that once we hit that peak oil of like normal you know extraction methods there's another route we can go but i think like we were talking about opec like that's that's why it like it's long term probably good you know from a national interest perspective short term completely can throw a wrench in things like at a moment's yep. notice.
1: Yeah. I guess that that's a better way to put it. I mean, that's right. I think that's exactly, that's exactly right.
2: Mm. I don't know, but it, it means that, what, what, so what you
1: think, sorry, go ahead.
2: No, I was just going to say, I think that means for the foreseeable future, you have a situation in the middle East where like there's no escaping geopolitical tension because like, all of the geopolitical factions want to be there.
1: I just don't. You know, the funny thing is I've been listening to our old podcasts, you know, and I realize I, I learn way more when I hear it the second time or the third time. I I, I assume I, I imagine you're saying something borderline profound and it's going to take me. I'm going to be outside raking leaves or something when it's when I realize, oh, that's what he was saying. That makes a whole lot of sense. I'm not saying that it doesn't make sense. I, I'm just slow. I'm just really slow. I mean, I just don't. You know, so is Israel has always been worried that that they're you know that nobody there's, there's there are plenty of forces that don't want them to exist. I mean. Like, don't want, this is their thinking, right? Or presumably it's their thinking. That yeah. that, they're, that they're, there are countries out to, that they're, you know, that they're under existential threat, literal existential threat. And now, you know, all of this stuff has sort of boxed Iran in. And there's all these pressures against Iran. And then and then, you know, then something like this happens. And, I mean, I just don't, it just seems like super high stakes, super complicated, um, stuff that requires—I mean, I think to to get the the sort of the best route forward is going to require at least some reasonable behavior. And I'm not sure. I I'm not sure what that even what that even means. But I, but I don't know that pissing off Iran is like the the right move. Maybe it is the right move. I have no idea. Maybe from Israel's standpoint, they they're feeling like you know Trump backed out. They didn't. Maybe they didn't buy that anyways. what was their stance on that whole thing
2: i mean i think they didn't want that in the first place but i think the reason is because they don't trust iran right right um and that's the thing i think in a way they're kind of similar where like they have backers and they have their own national interests and they're like clearly sort of in a pressure situation like all the time um and that's what makes it hard to solve these problems. Is it's not like re- acting re- like reasonably is a solution because, in within the context that they exist, the reasonable thing is to continue this like conflict. You know, because like otherwise, there are fears. Like you can't just disregard those. Hey um, guys, I'm just
3: hopping in. <laughs> <laughs> Feel it. Hi. So this is hey, a, well. Thanks
1: for thanks uh,
3: for stopping yeah. by. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just listening to a little bit of this. Is this conversation start about the... Um, did this start about the uh, scientist that was yeah. assassinated? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, okay. Man, it's, it's... All this, you know, nuclear kind of arming. I mean, it's it's really kind of difficult to think about because it's like obviously everyone... I mean, at this point... Everyone has a completely reasonable and justified, you know, motive to mm-hmm. arm themselves with nuclear weapons. Um, you know, I, I, beyond that, I, I don't know. I mean, everything is very complicated, obviously, but you absolutely can't blame anybody for, you know, at, at this point, trying to keep themselves keep themselves safe with. You know that threat of yeah. I don't know. It's tough, especially because you know that seems like the ultimate last kind of thing in your line of defenses.
1: Killing a civilian.
3: No, no, no. Uh, arming yourselves with nukes. So it doesn't matter who your your. Uh, well, I mean, it surely matters who your allies are, but you know that at least gives you kind of a, a last kind of line of defense, where he's like. If you guys play around, then we have nuclear weapons we can use against you.
1: It just seems like this whole thing seems like, I don't, I just don't know how you ratchet things back down. I don't, I don't, there must be the, I don't know. Uh, This is not my, none of the stuff we talk about is my area of expertise. I don't even have an area of expertise anymore. (laughs) I don't know. It just seems like it's, the whole thing seems very dangerous, you know, um, not just a bunch of countries having nukes, but then, you know, how do you secure them and make sure they're not, they're not, you know, nabbed by some non-state.
3: Yeah. I mean, I just don't think it's reasonable for us to expect this to stop or slow down in any meaningful way if we're not Scaling back our stuff because I mean, I, I know there was a long term of we were kind of you know, um, removing from our arsenal. I forget what the uh, the term is right now
2: non proliferation. Um, we had a non proliferation yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: agreement, yes. Um, and then I, I know now that's kind of up to question whether we're actually kind of abiding by that, and whether they're abiding by that. Um, and just given that context is just so hard to expect anybody. And especially just like the, the kind of forward march of time, like we it's, it, you know, I think the, the reasonable thing is to assume that everyone's going to develop nukes at, you know, some point. And that, that is just more likely if we always have nukes, you know what I mean? Like it, we're a very visible, very militarily active country. And, you know, as long as we've got the, it's, you know, I think there's a lot of similarities between
1: uh, Do you really like-
3: gun control in the United States in that there's already guns everywhere. And there's, it's a very hard kind of thing because there's always going to be a lot of people who are like, well, I, I need a gun to protect myself against, you know, people who have guns or whatever. It's like the same kind of psychology, I guess.
1: Well, I don't, I mean, I'm not sure I buy that in the Middle East. I mean, in other words, we could not, we could have no nukes and Russia could have no nukes and France it could have no nukes and, you know, like we could all have no nukes. But if you're Iran and Israel and you're close, you know, you don't have to have, for example, you don't have to have a missile that goes out, out of the atmosphere and then returns in the atmosphere and the warhead has to survive coming back into the atmosphere, the technology, you know, sort of requirement is much, much, much less. So who cares? I mean, if you're, if you're Iran or you're Israel, who, you, you don't really care. Do you think US. that's,
3: do you think that's to do with Israel? Do you think that's to do with us and other, other powers far away? I'm
1: just saying if I'm Iran and if I'm Israel, and it doesn't really matter to me if the U.S. has nukes or not, right? It matters whether if I'm Israel whether Iran has nukes, and if I'm Iran whether Israel has nukes. I mean, so it does why matter.
3: It is, why are you Why are you isolating it to that?
1: Context? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But assume that we didn't have nukes.
3: Oh, right? okay. I don't I think, sense, sense. I don't think too, that though. keeps.
1: I don't think that keeps Israel or Iran from from having nukes, especially yeah, if they're like, if, like if short if nukes or whatever.
3: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think if if we had, the whole conversation changes. I mean, if if the biggest superpowers didn't have nukes, I mean, I think that's like a main motivator here for a lot of these countries. I I don't know. I mean, it's it's no, so I mean, hard to tell. I mean, think he's just... just talking with the smaller, just the, the right. Micro-nukes. Right. You're saying you're saying if there were no nukes and it was just this conflict. Would there be any reason to, you know, develop this? Is that what you're saying? because of I'm, saying I'm saying
1: that if the U.S. and Russia and, you know, name whoever, China, name all the big boys, they all get rid of their nukes. And Israel still has a nuke. Iran's not going to care whether we've got nukes or not. They're only going to care about whether Israel's got nukes. Same thing thing with if, you know, if if Israel would get, you know, is Israel going to really get rid of their nukes if they think that there's a chance that somebody near them is going to have nuclear capabilities, even if it's just tactical, you know, close in kind of stuff, maybe especially if it's tactical close in stuff. I don't know. It's not my, let me just ask a couple of questions. You guys can just give your opinions. So smart move or not a smart move for Presumably Mossad to assassinate the scientist from Israel's perspective.
2: Dude, I have no idea. I (laughs) I don't (laughs) the the issue is whether you think it's credible that Iran is gonna have nukes in a short term time span or whatever. Like Yeah. Personally I don't think so, but it's possible and like they would be crazy not to. I don't know. It, it is like a microcosm of a geopolitical situation.
1: Yeah, where the where the worst outcome is complete, you know, is the complete annihilation of you, of you of your side, right? So if it's yeah, if I mean, like that's the worst imaginable outcome, then even a chance of it is sort of a is kind of a big deal.
2: Yeah, I, I mean the thing is too. It's like if you think of it like. Israel being the US and Iran being the Soviet Union you know it's a similar dynamic where it's like okay these guys don't like us and honestly they would be happy if they could like break our power so then we we're pretty confident they have nukes so what does that mean we that means we probably need to have a nuke yeah so i guess I mean, looking at it from that perspective, I would say, I guess, probably it's it's smart from Israel's perspective to kill him. But and it is like that's a that's an escalation. Yeah, for sure,
1: Billy and or Bobby, either one. Do you think that this is this was precipitated by Biden winning? In other words, is this Israel calculating that they may not be able to? They may not, it, It's not where Iran is now. It's where Iran may be in two or three years. While well, Biden is still the president, they're not going to be able to get Biden to to turn, you know, look the other way.
3: Mm. I'm uncertain. I mean, I I know that there's the uh, I I really don't know. I know there was the the kind of treaty or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we were paying, um, or sending uh, money to Iran to not um, develop. Nuclear weapons was that? What
2: was the deal? It was, we had,
1: fr- I believe, we'd frozen a bunch of their funds, and we released some of them back in, oh, in got you. part of this agreement to freeze their freeze their program.
2: Got you. It was a lifting of sanctions, is what it was.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I really can't call that. Uh,
2: that's an interesting, interesting question. So, what, what was the question again, Dad? I question, had an
1: answer, the question is the the question is was this Israel saying, "Look, well, the window's going to close here." We don't really think Iran's very far along, but but we may not be able to do this kind of thing again as long as Biden's in in the you know in the White House. He's not gonna he's not gonna let us get away with this, and so we've got this one window where we can off this
2: guy. That's an interesting thought because I think it's possible. I think that that's less of a concern really personally um but they may think that they may think that
1: or it uh, might be a little yeah it could be just a riff on that in other words they, they'd still be able to do it but the cost of doing it might be might be higher with biden, yeah, they might piss
2: off biden. whereas trump basically i mean the trump administration has given them a blank check yeah um It just is weird because I think it almost is more internally consistent the way that Republicans do this stuff where it's like, it is just totalized. Like It's just like, yeah, that's our enemy. We're going to do stuff to to hurt them. I don't care if it makes sense. I don't care if there's like a long-term plan. We're just going to hurt them and and give our allies, you know, free reign to do whatever they want. Um, Whereas... I think the Democrat or like the establishment way of doing this would be very concerned about the outcome and the global sort of shift that would happen based on any action that we take. So they're just – I think the thing is that they're less interested in doing anything while at the same time doing like most of the same stuff that the Trump administration would do anyway. They're just nervous about it.
1: Yeah, maybe the establishment just likes to think things through. Maybe they just think that that's the right way to do stuff is to like you know fuss and and fret. And I don't now, know.
3: Is uh is there any? I wasn't completely tuned in to all of the kind of uh, attitudes or or I, I guess the um like in the Obama administration. How different was the were the attitudes towards, uh, you know, military actions of Israel and I guess just um, regional kind of actions like the settlements and everything like that. Is there is there kind of evidence to support that uh, the Obama administration was more tough on on Israel in that regard? Like I know that there's the whole you know recognizing Jerusalem as, as the capital of you know all this kind of um, political kind of um, support and favors to to Israel from the Trump administration but uh, is there anything more to suggest that there would be any real consequences for um, something like this like an assassination of uh, like a covert assassination of, of a scientist or something is, is there any kind of thing that happened in the, the Obama administration that would make them believe that a Biden administration would be less kind
2: to something like that? I, I don't think, well, this is kind of what I said before. Um, personally, I remember, I think Netanyahu hates Obama. um, and I think the reason is because of the way it—it it really is. It's just like it's kind of like a a halfway point is how I would say the Democrats acted about this stuff, where they vocally come out and say that's not how you do things. You know, you should be following the rules of international engagement. Blah 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 blah. But they're not going to do anything about it, right? Because they're concerned. I think it, it fits into what I was saying. They're concerned that like we're going to lose our sort of purchase as like the, the arbiters of everything in the world. Gotcha, yeah. You know, if we're seen to be like supporting one side of this thing where I think it really, it like, I don't think Obama wanted to break Iran's power or anything like that. I think he just wanted to kind of put like brakes on them. Um, he it, basically, it's a difference between someone who's committed to a fight, and someone who thinks they can control the situation and just keep playing people off of each other. Yeah, that's how I see these two parties.
1: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I think I I wonder whether Israel also was looking at how the Trump administration responded to the Khashoggi, you know, execution. You know, there yeah. was just like, yeah. there, was just, you know, there was nothing, I mean, nothing real of any substance that came of that. And so maybe they, <laughs> you know, maybe it's just, maybe it's not Biden per se, but they just knew that they could, like, this is, this, the cost of doing this now with Trump is probably as low as it's going to get in terms of, you know, its implications.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This dude won't know. even pay lip service to war crimes. I mean, Obama committed a ton of them himself, but at least he would come out and, and give a speech about how it's bad
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, right.
2: it is it is pretty interesting how uh
3: desensitizing well I, I guess um it's interesting to kind of think about how possibly desensitizing that is you know trump going out in rallies and saying oh yeah we we just take their oil you know like i th- yeah. i wonder you know it was almost like testing the waters like can you just say that and be okay with your base or whatever um It's very interesting, man.
1: Yeah. Well, you Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, in general, I think I'm, I think I like people pushing, you know, like making the unthinkable thinkable and it's not always right. I mean, it's not always good. Something should be, remain unthinkable, but, you know, Bernie made it okay to talk about healthcare in a way that, you know, was just not even feasible to talk about. Right. So maybe I'm not saying that taking oil is a good idea, but maybe it is a good idea to start articulating things so that at least they can be thought through a little more. You know, they can be argued with it on some level other than just do we do it or we don't do it. You know, it'd be like, what would it take to make that work or whatever? I don't know what I'm saying.
2: No, no. I think there is something definitely there, which is I think the main benefit of Trump yeah. is exposing just the, the emptiness of the rhetoric that most politicians use yeah where it's like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter at the end of the day you know it's very simple like vulgar decisions that end up making these actual changes it's not about being the smartest guy in the room it's not about anything it's all about power
0: hmm.
1: all right i'm going to shift gears well first of all i'm going to put the dog out she's upset I'm, I'm <laughs> not paying hold on just a sec okay, yes, come on, sure thing. Uh, yeah, come on. There you go. all right this is raw podcasting here we go we're going to i'm just going to play you some clips from trump trump's trump's uh, press conference from his little tiny little table <laughs> Earlier this week, I think this is that. I think that's where he was sitting. It was like Thanksgiving Day, and it was like he was at the kids' table. It was bizarre. (laughs) Here we we go. Here we go. He's explaining. He's explaining all this. He's explaining all this stuff. This is his. This is his commentary on how well they're doing in arguing that the election was rigged.
0: Yeah, please go ahead, President. If the electoral college votes for Joe Biden. Well, you uh, I, I, it's going to be a very hard thing to concede because we know there was massive fraud. So, as to whether or not I can get this apparatus moving this quickly, because time isn't on our side, everything else is on our side, facts are on our side. This was a massive fraud. <laughs> this should never take mm-hmm. place in this country. We're like a third world country. We're
1: like a third world country. There you go. So, everything except time is on the Republican side. Now, Now we get three different uh, swings uh, or attempts that Trump's going to mansplain stuff to us. The first is what a swing state is. Here we go.
0: I mean, They have Biden beating Obama on Obama's vote in areas that mattered in terms of the election, in swing states. And yet he's losing to Obama all over the place. But he's beating Obama in swing states, which are the states that mattered for purposes of the election. (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really understand I'm not quite sure I understand. I didn't take the time to really figure out what he meant by Obama versus Biden, but I guess <laughs> it's how
2: Biden did in these states. Yeah, you're right. talking about outperforming him.
3: Yeah, they, they yeah. just they boosted it in in the yeah. the around states.
1: You know? Yeah. No, swing states. The the swing those, the states, states. I'm sorry, not, states. Yes. Those are The states that matter right. in terms of the election. But that's yeah. what a swing state is.
2: Well, that's the that's the thing. They they made it a swing state. They made Georgia yeah. a swing state. Mm-hmm. You yeah, see. exactly.
1: Right. Okay. Now, so that's, that's, that's your lesson, the history of your civics lesson, number one on what a swing state is. Here's, here's Trump mansplaining poll watchers.
0: A thing like this possibly has never happened before, but maybe people just didn't catch it, but we've caught it.
2: We've caught, running?
0: we've caught hundreds of thousands of votes. If I may Listen, see see me see me. See excuse me, excuse me. When they don't allow a poll watcher, which is a sacred person in our country. People don't know what a poll watcher is. <laughs> a poll watcher, it's, it's considered sacred. When they throw them out of rooms, <laughs> sure it is. And when they put them in pens, <laughs> excuse me, brother, my attorneys did not admit anything.
1: So that's what I learned. I learned that a poll watcher is a sacred person. <laughs> that's all I learned. It's a very sacred thing. We don't talk about it. Yeah, we don't talk about it. It's, it's the same thing, Here we go. And this is the last one. This is Trump mansplaining that he's the president of the United States.
0: No, no, I can't say that at all. I think it's a it's a possibility. They're trying to look between you people. Don't answer. Don't talk to me that way. You're just a you're just a lightweight. Don't talk to me that. Way. Don't talk to. I'm the president of the United States. Don't ever talk to the president. <laughs>
3: he's hanging on to it for you know, a little bit longer. he yeah, yeah. got
1: I just this picture of him sitting at this tiny little desk in a tiny yeah, little chair
3: on, for it's somebody weird. like that who's so kind of
1: it's weird
3: about the optics and, and how they look it's, it's <laughs> insane man I saw that picture I thought it was photoshopped I was like
1: no, why I, would you, why would like you do that to too. yourself
2: yeah it's <laughs> like a, a side table that you put flowers oh, yeah, it's not on even or just, like small it's short
1: yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. short. Exactly. It's like I'm gonna need a shorter chair so I don't look, you know it's bizarre. The whole thing is bizarre. The the I I put some pictures up on Facebook. So there's the there's the four Seasons landscaping company where they have this press conference. It was just a complete screw up.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: even Rudy Giuliani melting, you know, like his his hair dye or something is <laughs> coming down the side of his face. And now the president of the United States sitting at the table telling, you know, throwing a picture basically, like, I'm the president of the United States, don't talk to the president of the United States. It's bizarre. I don't know if it's like some kind of test or that, know, performance art. Or I have no idea.
3: That Four Seasons landscaping thing. That's so awesome. Surreal. How does that something like that even happen, man? That's so mm-hmm. funny.
1: Yeah, that's just great. And then
3: just going through it, but man, it really is it's yeah, I think, surreal.
2: I think that probably illustrates like – I think Trump is kind of out of people that work that want to work for him that are competent. <laughs> like that's that's I think what you're seeing. Yeah, that's all like gone through everyone who you know can do this stuff, and now he's getting people that make mistakes. Like, oh, I picked the wrong four seasons. Well, well yeah. Giuliani was like always. It seemed like he was always messing up
3: under pressure. Yeah. It's like I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, he's probably like a bad example of this, but. You know, it's just like now, especially, it seems like everything is kind of winding down for them. It's like a, a sense of kind of frantic, <laughs> the, I love know, energy. I it was like,
1: yeah, maybe they have yeah. just all yeah, maybe they've given up. I don't know. But, Bobby, your theory is they're like hiring people on Fiverr or something. It's no, <laughs> not
2: necessarily that. But I think the people that are still going to be OK with working for Trump now, people who, you know, it's like. They've gone through the slick sort of, you know, semi-legal, like people who'll do stuff that's kind of legal, like Michael Cohen, like those kind of people. Yeah. That was early on. Not like the yeah. daddy, he had top-tier people too. Um but I just think the level of his his legal team. For you know, sure. Everyone basically that works for him has just declined quite a bit from yeah. from from its height. I mean, he had he did, regardless of what you think their job actually was, he did have Mattis and you know all those people. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he did have real people. Yeah, and now that's he's a, got. this yeah. This is a guy whose entire business is about his brand, and he's sitting at a table that's like a little folding yeah, table. Like
3: yes. A, Astounding to me.
1: <laughs> okay. Here's Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell was an attorney who was on Trump's team, and then after this presentation, like two days later. Uh, he, she was booted. Listen to this. This is her talking about, they're talking about election fraud. The first one is about, <laughs> about the ghost of Hugo Chavez.
4: What we are really dealing with here and uncovering more by the day is the massive influence of communist money through Venezuela, <laughs> Cuba, and likely China, and in the interference with our elections here in the United <laughs> States. The Dominion voting systems, the Smartmatic technology software, and the software that goes in other computerized voting systems here as well, not just Dominion, were created in Venezuela at the direction of Hugo Chavez to make sure he never lost an election after one constitutional referendum came out the way he did not want it to come out.
1: There you go. This all started with Hugo Chavez. So here's her. Here is the evidence that she's providing.
4: We have one very strong witness who has explained how it all works.
1: Oh
3: yeah,
4: <laughs> attached to the pleadings of Lynn Wood and the lawsuit he filed in Georgia. <clears throat> it is a stunning, detailed. It is a
2: stunning. Hold
1: on a second. I'm trying to pause this. Thing. Lynn Wood. Uh, maybe that's something you can buy at Four Seasons Landscaping.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I was literally just looking him up, and that's the guy. Did you, He's the guy who defended Richard Jewell, the guy who was uh, yeah. uh, accused of the 1996.
0: I guess yeah, he was never Atlanta.
2: accused, was he? But he was the top suspect. Yes. Yeah. He was, he
1: was acquitted, right?
2: Yeah, he was acquitted because they, they caught the actual guy.
1: Yeah, and this was uh, a security guard who was just kind of weird, if I remember correctly. All yeah, right. he's, he's,
2: he liked he liked cops. He really liked yeah. cops. Yeah,
1: he Yeah, he was a. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's see if I can get start this thing back up again. Here we go.
4: It is a stunning, detailed affidavit because he was with Hugo Chavez while he was being briefed on how it worked. He was with Hugo Chavez when he saw it operate to
1: make sure. OK, now, wait a minute. When did Hugo Chavez die? Does anybody know? Does uh, anybody have like a
3: computer in their pocket? Yes, yeah, mid-2000s. OK, all
1: right, so 10 or 12 years ago. <laughs>
2: okay, I'm going to look it up because I <laughs> I should know by. this. Oh, 2013. OK. Oh, okay. Later exactly. than I, thought. I knew it was within oh. Obama's presidency.
1: OK, all right. So that's not so bad. It's only seven years ago. Here we go.
4: sure the election came out his way. That was the express purpose for creating this software.
1: Okay. So she's got one very strong witness that Hugo Chavez was involved in something. Okay, Here we go. Now we're going to get the mechanics. We're going to get a very detailed, you know, specific scientific uh, assessment and description of what happened. Here we go.
4: Now, the software itself is okay. created with so many variables mm. and so many uh, back doors mm. that can be hooked up mm. to the internet mm-hmm. or a thumb drive thumb drives? in it or whatever. Yeah, whatever. One of its most characteristic features mm-hmm. is, is its ability to flip votes. Okay. It can set and run an algorithm that probably <laughs> runs all over the country to take a certain percentage of votes from President Trump.
1: Wait a minute. This is software that's been programmed to run an algorithm? <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Here we go.
4: ...for the country to take a certain percentage of votes from President Trump and flip them to President Biden, which we...
1: To President Biden. That was a mistake. Maybe that's what did her in. Yeah.
2: Yeah. She's got a really lovely voice.
1: (laughs) She does. It's kind of a... I don't know where she's from. From someplace in the South. (laughs) Yeah. She probably calls herself a lawyer.
3: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hold on. There we go. So p- flip from President Trump to President <laughs> Biden.
4: Which we might never have uncovered had the votes for President Trump not been so overwhelming in so many of the states. <laughs> Listen to this. broke the algorithm.
1: He broke the algorithm. Broke the, algorithm. the algorithm. Hell yet. yeah. That's the thing. You know, that's the problem with algorithms. Their fragility.
2: Well, you know, that's the great thing Trump. about Trump, yeah. Yeah, he, he'd just bust right out of an algorithm. <laughs> yeah, well, you know,
1: it's the yeah, yeah, after have after surviving the virus, after beating the virus back, he's so strong. Like, <laughs> no, right? Oh, yeah, let's play that one.
0: I'll kiss the guys and the beautiful women <laughs> and uh, everybody. I'll, just, yeah, you know, just, you know, I'll I just For a second, he was going to say he was going
3: to kiss some babies and then he was <laughs> like, you know what? I don't know. It's a risky thing to <laughs>
1: say. You're going to kiss the algorithms and the thumb drives and the back the doors. There we go. Let's see if I can get this thing to fire up again. Hold on a second.
4: Any of these states that it broke the algorithm. Broke the algorithms. <laughs> <laughs> System, and that's what caused them to have to shut down mm-hmm. in the state <laughs> down in. Okay, that's when they came in the oh, back door.
1: They came in the back door <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's some... I'm...
4: <laughs> paper with identically matching, uh, perfect circle dots, yeah, dots for
1: Mr. Biden. For Mr. Biden, okay, here we go. I just want to hear this again. <laughs> I'm thing not a perfect should... circle? What, yeah, wait, well, we'll listen to that. We are talking. I'm not sure she understands what a back door is in a software system. Was well, really, just like,
3: I, across the, across the back door. March yeah, on in. Went,
1: yeah, with the mail-in ballots. <laughs>
4: Listen, here we go. Listen. they shut down in. That's when they came in the back door with all the mail-in <laughs> mail-in ballots, many of which they had actually fabricated. Mm-hmm. Some were on pristine paper with identically matching uh, perfect circle dots. For Biden.
3: (laughs) Okay, so. Identically imagine perfect circle. Right. Is this
1: an algorithm or is it the mail in votes? It's the mail in votes. Okay, here's what what happened. Okay. I'm
2: I'm I'm just confused because she, at the beginning of that, was saying it's flipping votes. Then she's like, actually, then we got these votes that are all for Biden.
1: Yeah. It was flipping votes, but it had to flip so many of the votes because, because Trump was doing so well. You see, that's oh, the thing. See. That's what broke the algorithm. And it's a good thing that they had a back door because the, the, the Democrats, <laughs> because the Democrats then opened the back door and they backed that truck up. Mom back, come on back, mom back, mom back. And then they unloaded all of those mail-in ballots, which had been mimeographed so that they were exactly filled in perfectly. Right. So that, um, so that I guess because the scanning machine doesn't work very well if they're not filled in perfectly. So that's what a backdoor is. I, she never explained what a thumb drive is. I, I
0: don't.
2: I <laughs> really hate when people get in my backdoor and they just unload. Yeah. Yeah. They slip the thumb drive in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, like, I like
3: to think that she just, you know, saw all these like people drawing within the lines. I was like, this is suspicious.
1: Yeah, I did. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. God, no wonder. I don't know. There you go. I mean, I'm not, it's not really fair. I mean, yeah, I don't care what's fair or not. That was just, She's a crazy person. All right, you guys ready awesome. for that?
2: That's what I mean when I say, like, we're talking about the, the quality of Trump's stuff going down. It's like he brought her out to say some crazy stuff and then fired her two days later. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so yeah. funny, though. Like,
3: you see the the kind of the efforts by, like, Twitter and social media that, like, kind of, um, you know, and you see the kind of all against Trump, obviously, because he's making these outrageous claims and everything. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think all these people are very primed to kind of think that, like, oh, yeah, anything's possible. And, yeah, there probably is some kind of... Algorithm that somebody can you know <laughs> can break on phone you know he's looking at the election results things are looking a little bit close on election night better yeah. turn on the the you know nationwide vote flipping
1: okay. <laughs> software
2: yeah yeah I mean yeah. I do think that like the they they would have been smarter to focus on this from the beginning tabulating. I agree with that because it's abstract yeah. To a normal person, like, that's a lot more reasonable than all this, like, oh, well, they secretly were backing up these trucks full of votes that were just from no one. Like, that's the kind of thing where, okay, if that's true, you can find one of those ballots and take it to a judge. But that's never happened. So with Dominion and stuff like that, you can say, oh, well, they did all this stuff, but it's all digital. Like, and then you can even, I mean, you could probably even, like, not for a judge, but you could probably... Make convincing enough stuff for your base to believe you if you were saying stuff like that. Yeah,
1: um,
3: it's it's surprising that there wasn't more of a, a run up to the you know the election. And like in twenty sixteen, obviously there is this kind of prefacing it with oh this is already rigged. You know we've seen this before. I feel like there's a slightly less uh, there was a you know the thing about the mail in voting and everything. But that, like you're saying, isn't really focusing on tabulation. It's not really focusing on kind of software that could, you know, potentially count votes differently or whatever. Um, I mean, I think those those concerns are valid. I mean, because we do use a lot of voting machines and we don't know. All the details about them. It's, it, it's an interesting point you bring up there because it was,
1: that makes it an even better story, right? Because it's, 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 it's
3: not be talking about mail in you know ballots yeah. and, and those being forged or you know sent wrong places or whatever.
1: She yeah. she was just. I think she was trying to solve the problem of the of the drifting explanation of why Trump really you know like his story about why he won. I mean, I think Bobby's yeah. right. You could have just said, look, you, you get a whole – you control the software and you can do anything you want. You can have Trump lose and then the Republicans win and then it's like a double bluff or triple bluff. You know, it makes it look like, you know, if, because people are saying, look, if you could control the votes, why would you, you know, not have the down right, ballot, right. you know. And you have – you don't have to have a lot of people involved. You know, you don't have to have a lot of paper involved. You don't have to have, you know, people sticking things in the mailboxes and, you know. It could be just a handful of people hidden in the dark. You know, I think that's, I think that's right. I don't think legally it would have gotten you there, but um, it would have been a cleaner
2: sort of thing. And people that don't know, like they don't back thumb drives, algorithms. I just mean, like, I think there's people who are, cause I think no matter what happened, if Trump said that the election was fraudulent, there's a, there's like 20%, 25% people would just believe him at his word. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Or they may but, have already thought that themselves.
2: Yeah, but that's not who you're fighting for here. Right, Like, right. It Obviously. Could've, it could have been a lot more helpful to him to convert some more, you know, people who see themselves as reasonable, people who see themselves yeah. as like more educated. I'm sure he could have gotten a lot more of those people to believe him if he had gone after the right target. But yeah. actually, after you talked about that, I think you're right. The issue is that, this all starts from Trump's brain. What Trump actually thinks the fraud is 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 mail-in fraud.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and that's where he started. Uh, maybe that's the right. Man, I don't know. I, who knows? It's hard to game all this stuff out. But uh, you know, people have watched shows like Twenty Four. They're used to they see things with like you know Mission Impossible and all yeah, this kind of yeah. stuff. And just like this, Teb James Bond, and you know you like like a fancy. You know, cell phone that can track somebody and blah blah blah. You know, yeah. You know, are they? You, call, you get the spy gets on the cell phone and says, "Turn all the, i turn all the lights on the street green for the next ten minutes so I can drive, yeah, you know, yeah, drive yeah. or whatever." Or, or as he's pulling in, I mean, like he's going eighty miles an hour and it's like green, green, turn it green, turn it green.
3: <laughs>
1: you know, well, if you believe that, then or you think that that's even possible, then maybe you buy this stuff. I don't know. All right. Here we go. You guys ready? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know what that sound means? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. It's time for... Mm. That tastes a little gaming. It's the game show portion of the podcast. All right. <laughs> you guys ready? I'm ready. Okay. We've got our uh, usual categories it turns out that this is the part of the show prep that takes the longest time for me, okay? I can imagine. That makes sense. Science, here we go, science friction. That's uh, things that are science and science fiction, okay? You don't call, you don't write. That's Something's missing. Her suit is too tight. I've adjusted this somewhat. It's facial hair or superheroes. Get it oh okay suit is too tight, or his suit is too tight innocent until bro- proven guilty pleasures and frame that tune I think Billy it's your turn to go first you oh, get a score
3: okay all right carrying okay, pick,
1: you pick a category um you don't call you don't write. okay hold on hey saying I gotta get this up uh, Billy Bobby although the last time I tried to do this I I didn't, I didn't keep score correctly anyway, even though it was on paper. Okay. You, don't call, you, don't, you don't call, you don't write. Something's missing. Here we go. Today, what's missing are words. Each puzzle involves two words. This is going to be different. Each puzzle involves two words with a missing word in the middle. Okay? So I'm going to give you, I'll say word, blank word. The first word and the missing word form one well-known phrase. The missing word and the third word form another phrase. For example, if I say monkey blank suit or monkey m- suit, the missing word could be business. Monkey business, gotcha. and business. Uh, suit. Okay. You got it? You'll you get 5 puzzles each and 1 point per correct puzzle. So Billy, you'll go first. All right. You ready? 5 of them. Fire blank eater. Fire ant. You got it. Ding, ding. Oh, well, let's good. get this. There we go. Okay. That's one for Bill. Okay. Next one. Good job. Phone blank mark. Phone mark. The book. Wow. Who Boo is good at this? Number three. Red stitch.
3: he said red?
1: Red, the color red, blank stitch.
3: Dan, what kind of stitches are there? Oh, cross.
1: Bingo, wow. Oh, good one. That's three points for Billy. Okay, number four, square, blank, hall. Tougher one,
3: blank hall,
1: square, blank
2: hall. Um, oh, I've got it. Um,
1: uh, pass, or you want to want a few? I feel like
3: I'm jumping on one that I'm not sure of. Oh man, Square Meal Meal Hall.
1: Oh, I'm going to say that's good a one. yes. I was going to say dance. i never heard, I don't know Meal Hall passes. What were you going to say, Bobby? I was going to say dance. Dance. That's what I thought too. Okay, square Meal. Square Meal and Meal Hall works. Okay. Last one, Billy. <laughs> this good. is for. This is for five of five Easter blank salad. Uh egg. That's five a cool, for that's five. A cool idea. Oh. oh man. Wow. One, like two, them. three, four, five. <laughs> that's a oh, really cool okay. puzzle idea, I gotta say. Yeah. All right, okay, all right, enough of that. All right. Okay, Bobby. <laughs> they love okay. it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. They like you, Bill. Okay, Billy, here you go. Hey, Bobby, here you yeah, go. Yeah. Number one. Rocking blank
2: shoe. Rocking.
1: Rocking, correct. Rocking, blank. Shoe. Uh, You want a hint?
2: Sure, I'll take a hint. (laughs) They're free.
1: Uh, Think of an animal.
2: God, I'm going to feel like an idiot. I don't know. Um, You're not an idiot. Oh, it's horse.
1: Yeah, that's it. Good. Very nice, man. Okay, number two, thin blank cream.
3: Thin, huh?
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Think of something cold.
2: I mean, I would say ice, but I don't know.
1: That's it. You got what it. Fin- what? Thin ice. Ice oh, cream. Thin.
2: I thought you said Finn. I was like, what?
1: Oh, uh-huh. well, that's not
2: good. Okay.
1: Well, you got it anyways. All right. Nice Number fin. three Jumping blank knife. Jack. Well, that's good. Very,
2: very nice. Nicely
1: done. Number four, chocolate blank condition.
2: Huh. Oh, I know it. Is it? Oh, man. Okay. Beam it over to me, dude. No, uh, I got you. I got you. Are you receiving? No, I don't okay, know. Okay
1: think of something mm,
2: see yeah
1: refreshing I was gonna say
2: I was gonna say air but I don't know chocolate air like what
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's a good idea though
2: yeah I was thinking it was something like you know that that super whipped like three musketeers filling Mm. but I don't I don't know I don't know this one
1: something something refreshing something tingling
2: Uh huh. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Trying to beam over oh, to you. Okay, okay, it's mint.
1: Yeah. There you go. All right. Okay. Number five. Good. Blank. Light. Night. All right. Five for five.
2: Okay. I love that
3: audio.
1: Too. Nicely done. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. That's it. Okay, <laughs> Bobby, you pick the group. Science friction. Of the category, her suit is too tight, innocent until proven guilty pleasures, are frame that tune.
2: Let's do her suit is too tight.
1: Her suit is too tight. Here we go. Sideburns are the whiskers that are grown on the sides of the face, extending from the hairline to run parallel to or beyond the ears. Okay. Mm-hmm. True or false. The word sideburns, comes from an American Civil War general named Ambrose Burnsides.
2: Hmm, that's a really good question. Mm. I'm gonna say true. True? Yeah.
1: Alright, there you go. Okay, that's one for you. He was a Civil War General, known for his unusual facial hairstyle that connected thick sideburns by way of a mustache, but left the chin clean shaven. Check, it's you should look. check it out. Yeah, Burn it's a good side. yeah, it's a, it's, it's not, uh, it's not for the faint of heart. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, Billy, your turn. For her suit is too tight. Robert right. Downey Jr.'s depiction of Tony Stark in the Iron Man series is based in part on what real-world person?
3: Um, really? Uh, man. His portrayal pretty- of Iron Man was based on a real person?
1: Well, let me, let me, let me person. try this again. Robert Downey Jr.'s depiction of Tony Stark... In the Iron Man series is based, oh maybe it should be just the first one, yeah. On the first Iron Man. It is based in part on which world which real world person the focus is Tony Stark, not Iron Man.
2: Mm.
3: Weapons manufacturers who are like marketed as cool.
1: Uh. excellent engineer. Uh
3: is, I mean, I feel like the timing is off for, and I think everyone now is like points to Elon Musk. I mean, I don't know if that timing is right, but I guess that's my guess.
1: That's right. I, put, I, I didn't check this. I just think that's correct. I'm going to guess. You got a point for that? Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Let's see whose pick is it. It's Billy's pick, is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. Category? Okay. I'm trying. Okay. Let's see. We've got it's six apiece. Five on the you don't call you don't write and one each on her suit is too tight. The remaining categories are science, friction, and uh, innocent till proven guilty pleasures and frame that tune.
3: Let's see. Um. Innocent until proven guilty pleasures. Innocent
1: until proven guilty pleasures. True or false? The board game Monopoly was originally called the Landlord's Game. True. Did you know that?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you really know that? that Yeah, yeah, I did know that. I think um, the last time I actually heard that was at the Science Center with you and Bobby and Jenica. No kidding. Yeah.
1: Created? Created by Lizzie Maggie in the United States in 1903 as a way to demonstrate that an economy which rewards wealth creation is better than one in which monopolists work under few constraints. And to promote yeah, the economic sure. theories of Henry George, in particular, his ideas about taxation, had two sets of rules. One in which people could have a monopoly and one in which people couldn't have a monopoly and it was trying to teach people how you know, having a monopoly wasn't going to work out. And then, Interesting. And then, and when Parker Brothers bought it, they said, eh, we're just going to leave out the one with the taxation we're just, it's cool to be a monopolist. Okay,
3: yeah. do the one that yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that.
1: Yeah. Okay, so that's seven for Billy, six for Bobby. It's your turn, Bob. This is a tough one. Innocent till proven guilty pleasures. Okay. Most of us like something sweet now and then, and that's often accomplished by adding sugar to what we're eating. Where was crystallized sugar first produced? A, the West Indies, B, India, C, China, D, the Donut Palace on Clarkson and Ellisville.
2: <laughs> hmm. Crystallized. I'm going to say China.
1: Mm. I threw that in there to throw you off. It was India, believe it or not.
2: Okay. See, I, yeah. India. I would have thought that, but I, I thought that.
1: I would have thought
3: the it. West Indies, man. Yeah,
1: because of Sugarcane, right? Well, yeah, I thought there was
3: still
2: been some production there.
1: Okay, Bobby, you're left with two categories, science, friction, or frame that tune.
2: Let's do frame that tune.
1: Frame that tune. What Beastie Boys song features a flute sample? Uh, there might be two of them, actually.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to remember... I'm trying to remember. Grass monkey has one.
1: Would you like it? Would you like an audio hint of the one I was thinking
2: of? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) The
1: karaoke
0: version. Stop.
2: Stop. Yeah, I don't. I don't even remember.
1: i'm just grooving
2: yeah i was gonna say i don't know like any of their songs other than like three
1: okay i was hoping you did i was trying to think of songs that you might know billy you want to pick that one up and then let your brother have the next one do you know that
3: uh no i don't
1: um okay well they have one called flute loop and that that one was sure shot the one that i just played gotcha All right, Billy's still ahead by one point. Billy, it's your turn on frame that tune. What 1970s British band often featured a flute as well? British band 19, it really started in the late 60s, but became more popular in the very Beatles. early 70s. Beatles. Bobby, would you like an audio clue and see if we can pick up a
2: point? Sure. <laughs> Oh, it's jethro tall
1: right on i'm
2: sorry what was the question which british band used the flute a lot in the late 60s oh, oh, i sorry it, it wasn't the beatles well the beatles <laughs> broke up in 1969
1: uh, do you want a point, Billy? No, no. <laughs> you guys are
2: tied.
1: I don't know. Did they use a flute a lot? The
2: Beatles? Sure. I think in a couple songs. I don't, I don't Often know. Often featured a flute as
1: well? I mean, the lead singer in Jethro that Tull played a flute. Okay. That's what I meant. I guess I should have said lead singer sang a, played a flute.
2: I don't know. There's no, probably multiple agree. examples of that, too. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's a bad one.
1: Okay. Billy, science friction. Here you go. Here's your question. What is the only bird that can fly backwards?
3: Oh, um. Uh Peregrine Falcon. <laughs> oh oh I actually I think I know what it
1: is. You want to try again?
3: Yes, go ahead. Uh, Jethro Tull? Uh, uh, Oh, no, you you go for it. I thought it was. uh, Oh,
1: God. Okay. Uh, So so from now on, when we don't know the answer to something, we're just going to say Jethro Tull or the Beatles. Okay. Sure. Okay. Bobby, science friction. Television
2: signals Wait used me, to be. What's trans- the answer for the last one? You got to tell us the answer.
1: <laughs> the answer is hummingbird.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Well, that makes sense. All right.
1: Television signals can be used to. Uh, sorry. Back up. Television signals used to be transmitted, and maybe they still are, over bands called VHF and UHF. That's F as in Frank. Okay. The HF part refers to high frequency. What does the V or the U in VHF or UHF stand for? Either one or both.
2: It's very and ultra, I believe.
1: Wow. Okay. Bobby wins with eight points to Billy's uh, eight points. It's tied. I give you. I'm gonna give <laughs> you. The, I'm gonna give you the Beatles because I'm not so sure about it.
3: No, okay. whatever. I mean, I didn't realize that they, you know, split in '69. I thought it was in <laughs> '73.
1: <or> <laughs> I didn't have a very. There you go. It was a. It's a tie.
2: Very good. Everybody's happy. This
0: was a hard one, man.
1: Yeah, it was harder. That's it. Hey, thank you. That's this week's. Mm-hmm. That takes a little gamey. <laughs> That's you guys great. To- you guys did really well on the on the on the missing question, missing word ones. That's tough to do. I think it's really hard to do without it sitting in front of you. You know what I mean, printed. So nicely
2: done. Yeah, that one was that one is definitely the hardest, at least for me.
1: Yeah, well, I didn't do a very good job on the. the I ran out of time. That was the problem with the those uh, with frame that tune. I'm having a problem with frame that tune. Maybe you guys can take over sometime.
3: Yeah, we should take yeah. over sometime. Yeah, yeah. yeah all right do just the uh the other two i mean that's yeah, well, the the yeah i guess it would have to be kind of more contemporary stuff just to keep it you know try and keep it even
1: well we should so decide. This is
3: stuff that we both know you know yeah, it's, we could try. it's one of us like trying to be the host for the other two
1: well you know what we could do we could try maybe we should everybody should come with two questions
3: Got you, got you. You, know what I mean? you, like we you won't be asked your questions.
1: Yeah, right, right. We'll just so do all rotate. Three? Yeah, we can all three compete.
3: That's I interesting. Know. Yeah, yeah. Should we? Should we try and do some stuff for the next one?
1: I don't know. What do you think? Are we still recording? <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> all right. Well, let's. We'll talk about it. Uh, all <laughs> right. On. It could be good. I mean, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to make make work for you guys. I don't really mind. doing No, it no. I
3: mean, it's it take some kind of the load off of you. I'm sure that's yeah. the majority of the preparation. Yeah, I'm,
1: yeah, I'm exhausted. I'm just. <laughs> no, I don't mind. I really don't mind doing it. But we. But it might be fun to switch it. Yeah, up that'd be fun. Just, okay, what do you guys get planned for today?
2: I got a lot of nothing going on today. Good for you. It's my favorite kind good. Of day.
1: Yeah, that's good.
3: Yeah, I'm doing the final touches on that super mega
1: poster. Oh, fantastic. I want to see yeah. it. Yeah, I can send you what I've got right now. Oh, I'd love to see it. Yeah. How, how are you going to send it to me? Um,
3: are you going to
1: transmit like, like you did to Viber? <laughs> is, okay.
3: it, is it better uh, on Viber? It doesn't matter to me. Okay. Yeah, anyway, I'll probably do something. Whatever. I'll probably email okay. to you because it's on the computer.
1: All right, okay, you guys, I miss you. It was so great to talk to you on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that, that was, was really nice. It was a lot of fun, thank
3: you guys. Yeah, thank Gina for us really.
1: I will do, we will do, and um, yeah, maybe we should do that more often. I mean, I'm not sure we have to wait till Thanksgiving to do it. Have yeah, a couple yeah. of months or something like that. Well, we'll have a chance at Christmas or the, the yeah, winter Christmas, holiday.
2: That'll that'll be coming up soon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's nice.
1: All right. You guys have a good day. I'm about to head over and pick up our weekend pizza from uh, Barone Rosso. And... Uh,
2: what kind are you getting?
1: We're getting... Um, we, we've switched now to two vegetarian pizzas. So I'm getting a red vegetarian pizza and Gina's getting a white vegetarian pizza and we also get a giant load of french fries and then a, a salad to make us feel better.
3: That, that seems like good. a very Italian thing the the french fries with the pizza.
1: It's the most it's the best invention ever. <laughs> <I don't> know <think laughs> what they're doing. And, yeah. It's weird. I mean they you know they they're not they're not into gluttony really but When you go out for a pizza, well, first of all, the pizzas are really pretty thin. They don't have a lot of bread to them. They don't have a lot of, a lot of, they don't have a lot of much actually. So you can eat an entire pizza and a big thing of fries. And then you usually have that with a beer or with a Coca Cola if you're a kid or if you don't like beer.
3: Yeah, it does seem like a very kind of, like a kid kind of thing. Well, not like a kid kind of thing, but just a very casual
2: kind of, uh, you know. Yeah. Type of thing that a kid would be very excited when you're gonna do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. And um it's not expensive, so it's like six bucks for a pizza. And uh I don't know. Yeah, it's that's, it's that's it's nice. yeah. So anyways, that's what we have not that's what we have planned. We'll probably listen to a podcast or I don't know, watch the news and drown our sorrows in Coca Cola. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, open a little bottle. Well, sounded
3: pleasant until then. You know? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's good. That's good. I've got to remember to to do what I said I was going to do earlier, which is not get too wound up, and to, you know, stick to my. I think Bobby, you said stick to your principles, and then just enjoy the show when you can. So yeah. nothing is nothing has made me more happy than seeing Donald Trump at this tiny little table.
3: So <laughs> that's the best part yeah. of my week.
2: Yeah, things are things are coming undone, man. It's funny to say I'm yeah, gonna miss that God. part because I don't think Biden's gonna they're gonna let Biden do all that stuff. No. Man, no,
1: I, he's gonna be so boring. You
2: know You know what is
3: you know, a short little thing before we part here, I guess. Is, uh man, it, it just I feel like looking back on Trump, a lot of people will just remember how funny he was. Yeah. Probably, probably yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah yep let's just a little have a little more trump before we go
0: yeah and i'll hey. kiss the eyes and the beautiful women and um uh, everybody i'll just give you a big fat
1: kiss <laughs> this is one of my favorites that was
0: a retweet that was a an opinion of somebody and that was a retweet you're
1: never we're never gonna <laughs> hear biden say that I'm never that was a retweet
0: that was a retweet <laughs> <laughs> opinion of
1: somebody and that was a retweet I'm calling retweet I'm calling retweet A <laughs> tweet it's a retweet anyways there you go alright guys you guys have a great day it's always right. good to talk to you and um, Thank you. I'm super proud of both of you guys thanks well, alright
3: good,
2: good to talk to you these are always
1: really fun yeah okay alright
2: alright guys I love you All right, love you. you. Talk to you soon. Okay, see ya.